0: You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing the commitment of Trey Mitchell, forward from West Virginia. Really excited about this commitment for the Wildcats. I appreciate everybody tuned in uh, live on YouTube, uh, really appreciate everybody tuning in uh, wherever you are listening, whenever you are listening. If you're watching this post live on YouTube, would go ahead and encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, and if you're listening to this on podcast, follow along there as well. We're going to discuss what this means for Kentucky, we're going to sc- discuss the rotation here on today's episode. It's a really exciting time uh, for the Wildcats, who have finally, finally, finally gotten a transfer portal addition in the name of Trey Mitchell. So let's go ahead and get into it. So we've talked about Mitchell on the past couple of shows here, just discussing what he could be for the Wildcats. In the first episode that we did, we kind of uh, threw him in alongside a few other names that are in the transfer portal uh, that UK could be looking at and maybe uh, would be looking at whenever they entered And here we are now, uh, a couple of episodes later, uh, getting to talk about him officially as a Wildcat. So on Friday's show, I I I believe, we discussed Mitchell going to take a visit to UK. Uh, There was nothing official about whether or not, you know, there would be a commitment coming after. So we got to speculate on our last live stream, hmm... Looks like uh, Kentucky's going to be able to uh, at least be a strong candidate for Trey Mitchell's services. And it looks like they're going to be at the very least in the running alongside, I believe it was seven or eight different names that were thrown out there, Oklahoma State, a, a few others. And uh, something that you and I were talking about here on the live stream last time is, is, uh, is this going to be something where we, we end up getting a commitment from Kentucky whenever they uh when whenever the weekend ends are we going to be able to get a commitment before he has an opportunity to go uh, and take a look at one of these other schools and of course you know UK was able to do that they were able to do just that to get west or Trey mitchell from west virginia in case you did not know last season with the mountaineers it was his lone season with the mountaineers he averaged 11.7 points per game shot 36% from 3 78% from uh, from uh, the free throw line He shot 52% from inside the arc, also averaged uh, almost two assists and five and a half rebounds per contest there as well. Very solid pickup at the power forward spot. If you look at some of his previous seasons, uh, played a year at Texas just before this, averaged 8.7 points per game on less efficient shooting from outside the arc. Uh, But in his two seasons at UMass, which is where he started his career, averaged 17.7 points and 18.8 points as a freshman and a sophomore so this kid first of all can definitely score I think that's the thing that we need to notice about uh a, a Trey Mitchell here as we kind of dive into what he could be uh for UK this upcoming season I'm seeing some uh buffering issues uh on on my end for for the YouTube uh live stream not sure if I could do anything about that right now but uh Appreciate everybody watching. So I think the first thing that we do need to notice is that he is a scorer, And on top of that, I think that the versatility there is very exciting. I don't want to compare him to Keon Brooks because Keon Brooks couldn't shoot threes. But I, I do think that Mitchell has a little bit of Brooks in his game where it, you look, watch him play at that four position. He's a big bodied kid and he's able to handle the ball. He's able to do a lot of different things when it comes to scoring the basketball. Like I said, he can shoot it. He can also drive. I wouldn't say that his post moves are the strongest in the world at the moment, but I would say that they are definitely serviceable enough for what he wants to do at his spot and how Cal, I assume, is going to play him and get him to play his game. So uh, he's a guy that I think can not... uh, How do I say this? Because right now we're looking at a position where... Kentucky is without Aaron Bradshaw and appreciate Rocky statue in the chat. Sam, no buffering here. Aaron Bradshaw being out for UK is big, right? He's going to be out for at least a month and a half. I would say, uh, who knows where, what the timeline truly looks like for that with how Cal wants to handle, uh, the injuries and, sh- and such, but it's uh, it's definitely a detriment to UK in terms of how they want to develop their roster this off season and how they want to build some chemistry and not having what would be your starting power forward in that rotation uh, is a big deal. And especially looking at the global jam, getting an opportunity to get your guys out there and run, I think not having Bradshaw out there is 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 important. Getting a guy like Trey Mitchell, in, who's played college basketball for now four four seasons, heading into his fifth. Uh, in in the, in the collegiate game, you're going to see Mitchell, I don't necessarily know if we can classify him as a leader, but you're going to see him step up and you're going to see him contribute in ways that I think these freshmen aren't going to be able to. I think there's going to be a lot more patience, a lot more understanding with this game. I wouldn't necessarily say that that translates to better shooting or more dominant stats over a freshman. I'm just sitting here saying... You're going to watch Mitchell play with these other guys in the Global Jam, and we're going to see things and hear things about practice and stuff like that. And we're going to hear praise for Mitchell. We're going to hear praise for what he's able to do on the court with these guys. And I really do hope, you know, go back to our conversation with with Antonio Reeves, you know, here just a few weeks ago about talking about, you know, what defines a leader? Can Reeves be that guy? I hope that Mitchell also provides another option, another opportunity uh, for Kentucky to kind of create a leader here uh, through, through somebody that has a lot of experience. So like we mentioned his stats, we mentioned his game. I think he's very versatile in what he has, has to bring to the table. And I'm going to pull up actually John Calipari's tweet that he had about Trey Mitchell here just about an hour ago. He said, Trey is from Pittsburgh and I've known him for years. This was a unique situation, but as soon as he put his name in the portal, he was the player I knew we needed to pursue. He brings leadership, experience, size, and versatility, and is a great fit for what we want to do. I know that this is a win for us, and I believe this will be a win for him too. We are excited to have him as a part of our program. Six foot nine, 225 pounds, by the way, in case you're wondering uh, about the size of Trey Mitchell, six foot nine. Something that we noticed uh, about Trey Mitchell during his time at Texas and UMass is that he played a little center. In fact, at UMass, he was uh, primarily the starting center for the Minutemen over the course of his two seasons there. And then he got to Texas, he played a little bit of uh, a little bit of center with the Longhorns, but primarily rotated between power forward and that five spot. And I think when you look at this Kentucky rotation, which we're going to talk about here in just a second, when you look at this rotation... I think, I think there could be a world here where if UK really wanted to, if John Welch and John Calipari really wanted to, they could play some small ball. And we're going to present the uh, rotation here uh, in just a second, but I just kind of want to point that out that you can see Mitchell play a lot of different roles for Kentucky this upcoming season, leader shooter at the four spot, potentially a small big and a small ball lineup. I think that there's a lot of different ways that you can utilize Trey Mitchell's services and I'm very excited about what he could be for UK. He wore number 33 for two of his seasons in college or three of his seasons in college and then at West Virginia, he wore West Virginia, he wore the number 3. I need to actually go pull up the numbers for Kentucky's freshman this year. I don't know if that's going to be available. Uh, Kentucky Calvary. I just refreshed Twitter. He said that this would be his preferred lineup with Trey Mitchell actually at that center spot. So there you go. Ahead and just proves what what we're talking about here is he has the ability to play that five spot. I think so. We'll we'll, we'll just have to see uh, what what Mitchell could be in the rotation for you, Cam. Again, we're gonna. I'm thinking we're gonna break down the whole thing in just a minute. Let's take a look at chat here again. Really appreciate everybody watching live. If you're watching post live, I would appreciate it if you subscribe to the show. Uh, Kyle says, the rumors m- rumors of our demise were greatly exaggerated. We need to kind of hold off on that right now because I still think we need to, look, we get a commitment, right? It's awesome. It's exciting. We need to kind of make sure that we don't, you know, tilt the scale extremely uh, heavy in the other direction, right? We don't need to overreact one way or another to news whether it be good or bad I understand there's been so much negativity recently that it's kind of hard not to discuss it uh, in a negative light but one thing right where we can be excited about we can be excited about Mitchell committing but let's not overreact and let's not you know jump to any conclusions that this all of a sudden the problems are completely solved because we still need a backup center I mean if, if you want to classify Trey Mitchell as that then I think we could do that sure but I think Kentucky wants maybe something else, which brings me to another chat here, somebody asking about, do we expect to get a commitment from Somto now? Dubsack asks that i would ex- i would assume I would assume sometime in August, we are going to hear an official announcement about Somto reclassifying and coming to play for u k. If we get something before then, great. But as of right now, I, I would say yes. Rocky Statue says he's knocking out classes right now in order to reclassify. There you go. There you go. We all we all seem to be on the same page here. Rocky also asked, does Mitchell addition anger Bradshaw? I don't think Mitchell starts, but I know Bradshaw isn't happy with Dickinson rumors. Bradshaw, I think, should be... Happy about the fact that he plays the four and he plays nothing but the four because he's going to be, I think, the starter at that position this upcoming season. With Mitchell in the fold here, it's interesting how this dynamic could work out. Maybe because he's the veteran player, Mitchell ends up being the one that starts and Bradshaw is the one that kind of comes in and takes most of the minutes. I mean, we speculated about different types of rotations like that here on the show with previous transfer portal players that ended up not committing to the Wildcats. So I think Bradshaw should be fine because if Kentucky wants to give him those minutes, he can get those minutes at the four. And if they want to keep Mitchell happy, like I said, they can slide him down to the five. They could definitely do that if they wanted to run that rotation. And let's be realistic with ourselves here. Maybe even Bradshaw because he's seven feet tall. Could definitely go, uh, definitely slide down to the to the center position as well. I mean, if you have both of them in the game, doesn't really matter. You can kind of interchange between the two during plays. It's not like just because you have but one guy out there means he has to be this position in your sets that you run. It you can interchange it. You've got two tall guys out there that have previously played center at different spots. It's it's fine. You could play them both. I don't think that that it would anger Bradshaw Rocky. I, I think that realistically, Bradshaw can get his. Mitchell can get his as well. Kentucky can run some fun things with their rotation. I think that the, I think that this is fine. I think that this is fine. Uh, Clint Vincent says, thanks, Mr. Dahl from Peru, my favorite and most trusted source of all time. <laughs> Clint, I really appreciate that. Um, genuinely, I appreciate that. I don't know if I'm the best source of all time, but I, I can appreciate that I am yours. I wish that I could donate to you one day. I will. I appreciate that as Well, as, man, as well, man. I, I really do. Um, I don't think we're ever going to have Super Chats enabled on the channel, um, but I but I do appreciate that. Uh, Kyle says, Somto unless we are holding out for another Mark you, do you? I, <laughs> yeah, unless, unless that happens, you know, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see." But yeah, this is exciting. This is exciting for UK. Uh, I don't think again that that it's it's fair to to kind of overreact here and kind of freak out. But this is an extremely valuable piece. This is what Kentucky needed. Exactly what Coach Cal said. This is what the doctor ordered. Now you're waiting on a reclassification from Somto, and then we will kind of have the entire, um, the entire piece here put together. All 12 or 13, uh, I think 13 of Kentucky's uh, players now officially on roster. In case I didn't note this, uh, he was the A-10 rookie of the year and he was first team all A-10 uh, at UMass. So he's a very, very talented player uh, here. Uh, that that the Wildcats are picking up former four-star I think I might as well note that as well actually I, let me go pull this up just to make sure that I'm not uh that I'm not uh bullcrapping on this yeah he's a former four-star uh was the number 107 prospect nationally and went to UMass which is interesting so let's see does it, uh, Anthony says does this make Reeves want to play harder now that he has another veteran piece I hope so I hope that this is a situation where it's kind of like an iron sharpens iron, iron type of thing. I can't say the word iron. Wow, look well, at me go! Live, no, nonetheless. So, I think that this could be a situation where you get another experienced guy in here, and it's an opportunity for both of you to learn how to be a leader. And maybe one of those one of those guys takes that role, and the other one kind of is there to help as well. I don't know how the locker room dynamics would work in this situation, but yes, Anthony, I think that this this should make Reeves. Either identify his role better or want to become something different with the help of uh, of uh, of Trey Mitchell. So, I want to discuss the rotation here in just a second, and I can already see if some some of you in chat talking about how uh, this is going to work out. I've got a graphic I want to pull up for you guys before I get to that though. I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. As you all know, baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. I can only assume that we have some Cincinnati Reds fans in the chat here today or listening post live on podcast, and it's y'all's time. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm a Braves fan. I hated that series uh, from the very beginning. Terrible pitching, but man, were there a lot of runs scored, and that is a competitive team, the Cincinnati Reds. Very gritty. Team, I think, is the way that you could describe them. It's a lot of fun what the Reds are doing right now, and you can head over to fanduel.com to kind of lay down some stuff on some different props, some odds for the Cincinnati Reds. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to 1K back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, all you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on to join today. Don't miss your chance to snag a one. Or your a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 dollars when you join FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That is FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the MLB. All right, continuing along here on the Monday edition of Locked On, Kentucky Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. I don't think that this is going to be a terribly long discussion here. Really appreciate everybody watching in chat. Got about 115, 120 people watching live on YouTube. If you're listening post-live or on podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It would mean a ton to us here if you went ahead and subscribe. Also, Rocky Statue says in the chat what I was just about to say. 118 live viewers and only 17 likes. SMH. I am not angry. I am just simply disappointed. Uh, like a parent would. Like the video. If you like what you're listening to, you know, I'm not going to force you to do it, but if you like what you're listening to, uh, like the video, I would appreciate that as well. Uh, I do genuinely, uh, I- I'm I'm very excited about the support that the channel has gotten over the past couple months. You guys have been extremely kind of the con- comments for the most part. am not saying every single comment has to be sunshine and roses, but you know, sometimes you need to have serious uh, discussions and questions and chat, but I-, I appreciate everybody that's been so kind and I really do hope that once the season kicks off, uh, we're really starting to do something uh, special here. Anthony says, "Where do you see Kentucky now in the polls with the addition of Mitchell? Top twenty-five? I think that they're somewhere between twenty to twenty-fifth, and maybe some of you out there could make it could make an argument that Kentucky is, you know, a top ten team, a top fifteen team. I want to see this team play. I want to see this freshman core play in the global jam." Before I really start to formulate opinions on it, like, okay, what are they in relation to the rest of college basketball? And I understand playing against international teams is not going to be the best measurement for that, but at least getting to see them dribble a basketball and run some sets is going to be helping me understand kind of where they're at right now. Michael says, You're definitely my favorite sports caster, referring to UK. Uh, I really appreciate that, <laughs> Michael. That favorite sports caster in the Kentucky sphere. Uh, I think that's uh, that's definitely an accomplishment. I know there's some big names in the in the UK sphere as well. So Joshua says, talent wise, top ten; team wise, top thirty. That's probably a really good way to put it. That's probably a really good way to put it. All right, I have a graphic here that I would like to show you guys, and I hope that this pulls up. Oh, wrong one. I hope that this just that this pulls up well on YouTube. But I made this graphic uh, a few weeks ago. No, I am not a graphic designer, so just just bear with me here while we walk through this. Uh, you've got your, your five different positions here, and I'm just now realizing that some things are out of order on this graphic. But've we've, we've got our five positions here, and I've kind of done my best to identify the different positions that different players may be playing. So we're gonna walk walk through this here, and I'm going to try and not start any arguments in the comments as to where I have certain positions or certain players uh, at certain positions. So let's start at point guard. You got Rob Dillingham, Adu Thiero, and then I think DJ Wagner could also play. Uh, I think he could also play point. Is Rob Dillingham going to start? Is DJ Wagner going to start? I don't know. Whatever happens there will be interesting. This could end up being a world where, you know, DJ Wagner gets to start at the one. Reeves gets to start at the two. Dillingham comes off the bench for the one. And then Thiero is kind of like the tweener where he could play shooting guard. He could even play small forward uh, if he wanted to, which I'm, I'm just now looking at. Joshua saying in the chat that that's where he would slide him down. But, yeah, you've got Thiero, who I think could... Be a versatile piece that could move one through three. And then you've got your shooting guard spots. Uh, I think Wagner, Reeves, and Shepard are your, your three primary shooting guards here. Reeves will probably start. That's just my guess. But we'll have to see who comes off the bench after him. It could be uh, DJ Wagner. It could be Dillingham. It could be Shepard. It could be Thierro. It could be Josh Hart, who I have at the small four position... That could tween up to the two. Justin Edwards, I think, will be your starter at small forward, though. That is just my hunch. Then you have the power forward spot, which is, I think, one of the more interesting positions on the team. Jordan Burks, uh, Trey Mitchell, Aaron Bradshaw. And I think Mitchell here is your true four uh, that you can roll with. I should have probably put the little center logo underneath him just in case... Uh, we want to talk about that in the ro- in terms of rotations here, but Burks I think could slide up to small forward because he's played it previously. Bradshaw could slide down to center because he's tall enough to Mitchell. At the end of the day, could play the center spot, um, but would he play it over Bradshaw in this rotation? I don't know. And then your center position, you got on Yenzo and the guy that is yet to commit to Kentucky and is yet to reclassify, Sampo Cyril. I also have in this graphic as well. Any thoughts on, any thoughts in the chat about this? Let's see. Wagner, Reeves, Edwards, Mitchell, Mitchell until Bradshaw returns. And on Yenzo is the five. That's probably the most likely outcome here. I still think after watching it, man, I know a lot of you disagree with this. I, I saw somebody in chat the other day was like said something. I like, well, you don't seem to be very locked on to the different position groups because you think that Rob Dillingham's a point guard. Yes, I think that Rob Dillingham's a point guard. I'm just... Just, I've just watched his game. It's it's less about oh well he's gonna play this that or the other in the Cal system, and I've been watching his highlights and his high school tape for quite some time. Same for DJ Wagner, and I understand both of them could play point. I just like Dillingham more as a creator because of how fun he is to watch with the basketball. I think that he is a more dynamic distributor, um, so that's why I continue to put him at the point guard spot. And I understand that Dillingham is a score first type of guard. Still, though, if you put him in this role with his ball-handling skills, I think he excels. I think he becomes a very talented player and a hard one to stop at that. I think that uh, Wagner could start at point guard. He very well could. I think that he is more than capable of doing so. I think that he is less of a scorer and more of a distributor, but I like Rob Dillingham's skill set, and I think that he would be a very uh, solid option to go there as well. And something I continue to note is coming out of high school, you know, Rob it was kind of, in, in his in his breakdowns that I've seen, it, it, it was noted that he was kind of a tweener guard, right? Whereas with Wagner, it's like he's a true combo guard. He can play either position. He can play either well. He's also got some bounce to him, you know, maybe more of a dynamic athlete. Uh, and that's not to say Dillingham isn't at all. He very much so is. But uh, Dillingham, Wagner, that's your backcourt that's just kind of where I want to sit on that. At the end of the day, Reeves is also your third guy that could play shooting guard. He's probably going to start there, but Wagner and Dillingham are the two guys that I think are, think are going to really, really make this team go this year uh, in that spot. Uh, Johnny says I'm so hype about this. I agree. B Stack says Rob is the sixth man. That probably hey that 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 could be the the situation here. And I'm just I'm just looking at it differently. Seems like Adu could play point guard through small four. He could. He very well could. Uh, I, I just want to see them play play him at, at small forward. Do you see Reed playing the point any is what Anthony asks in chat. There is a, a reality in a smaller Kentucky roster where they don't get Reeves back and they have to do certain things. There's a reality where Shepard could have played point. But because you've got Dillingham and you've got Wagner... And you've got Thierro. I don't know if Shepard's going to be seeing a ton of time at point. Could he play there? Sure. Is he going to? I don't see it, but I I would be intrigued if if Kentucky were to go that direction. Uh, That guy, Monty, says, I think people are sleeping on Shepard. I completely agree Uh, to see somebody that was scoring that high uh, in in high school and did not really get uh, a ton of attention. Uh, after committing to one of the best basketball programs in the nation, you know it's kind of kind of shocking, but you know that's just the 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 lay of the land here, especially with the rest of the, the uh, recruiting class that Kentucky added. So Shepard is kind of waiting in the wings here, so to speak, to get his time to shine, and I, I think he'll have opportunities to do so this season. Jimmy says I'm most excited for Reed Shepard. Can't wait to watch him develop over the next few years, and that's actually something that that's an, that's an interesting po- point, Jimmy, about this rotation. How many of these guys do we see coming back after this season? I don't think Dillingham will. I don't think Wagner will. I don't think Justin Edwards will. And Aaron Bradshaw and Uganda Onyenso could also be gone as well. That's just the reality of it. Actually, I think I saw a mock draft recently where Bradshaw was a second rounder and Onyenso was a first. He was like pick 24, which right now I don't don't see that, but we'll we'll just have to wait and see. See how Onyenso pans out. B-Stack says Rob would have started if Reeves didn't come back, but Reeves' is shooting Reeves' shooting is crucial for spacing in the starting unit. That's probably fair. Uh, that's probably, probably fair. Um, if you want Dillingham at that six-man spot, if UK wants him there, I, I think that you're going to get him there. How does Kentucky manage the minutes is the question. I saw people in the chat earlier talking about uh, minutes, and also, Jimmy, I'm just now seeing this. Yes, Oscar did get a two-way deal uh, with the Indiana Pacers, so... I'm keeping this this uh, this um this uh graphic up here, man. I couldn't think of the word. This graphic up here, just so that you guys can kind of continue to to look at what we're looking at here. But you've got two different positions where you've got three different guys, and heck, point guard, you could have three different people there. I mean, this is genuinely an exciting lineup, guys. Like this is genuinely something that we should be excited about. Now, how does it translate to postseason success? I don't think that we even need to care about that right now. How does it translate to how Kentucky plays in the global jam? That, I think, is the question that we need to be asking. And, of course, we're going to be talking about that over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be discussing the different possibilities of how Kentucky could utilize these individual players. I'm very excited to have the opportunity to maybe get some of these kids on during the offseason here, maybe in the next month or so. Uh, we'll, we'll, We'll stay tuned on that. We'll take the final question of the show here before we head out. Again, we really appreciate everybody watching live. Anthony says, what matchups are you intrigued to see the most if, in terms of the global jam or in terms of just the different things that we could see in the rotation? Or are you saying for this upcoming basketball season for UK? I'll answer the answer the global jam one first. I am genuinely intrigued to see how this backcourt looks for a variety of reasons. The past 2 years Kentucky has had for the most part either diminutive point guards or combo guards lead the way for their offense. I want to see a taller 6 foot 1, 6 foot 2 player that can score and I mean genuinely score, run the run the offense or have two of them in your backcourt. I want to see what that looks like again. And I understand they're they're not these, both, both these guys can't average 15 to 18 a game. I, I, I get that. But I want to see how legitimate guards run their stuff. Now, I'm not saying Ty Ty Washington wasn't legitimate. I'm not saying Kaysen Wallace wasn't legitimate. I'm just saying these guys feel like something special. And I want to see them be special. That's probably the biggest thing I'm looking at. And then the second thing that I'm looking at, Anthony, is how does Kentucky deal with rim protection? How do they deal with that? Is Uguna Yenzo truly taking the next step as a center in the SEC, as a center against some big-time players in the Global Jam? How does he look? And if he's not the answer, does a player like Somto end up stepping up and being a very aggressive presence down low for the Wildcats? I don't think you're going to see a lot of scoring out of Kentucky's five spot this season. It's going to allow one through four to really shine Uh, with the basketball. I think that's something else that we have to talk about as a whole for you, for UK is for the last two years, we've been starting a player at center. That was, I think like six, eight, whenever he got measured at the combine, it might've been closer to six, seven. And Kentucky's not really been that tall of a team. They just haven't. And they haven't been able to shoot and they haven't been able to protect the rim. And I think this year we've got several options on paper that could prove to be very valuable shooters. I would hate for this to be like last year and just be like, well, C.J. Frederick just didn't pan out. And like, well, this guy didn't shoot that that well. And well, Jacob Toppin wasn't taking a ton of threes. I think that we've got guys that can knock down shots. And I think that we've got a taller rotation. We've got a lengthier rotation. We've got a team that looks like a traditional Wildcat squad. Does that translate again to postseason, post-season success? I don't know. I don't know. But as of right now, I, I'm excited to see how these guys work. So, we, we will just have to wait for the global jam. Daryl says Trey Mitchell's skill set is P.J. Washington like. That's a that's a good comp. That's a really good comp. I would agree with that. Rocky says these guys got to come in and knock down shots. Don't get don't uh, I don't scared freshmen for three months. Yeah, I hope I don't want scared get scared freshmen for three months. I think is what he was trying to say there. I think that's going to do it, guys. I really appreciate everybody watching live. Again, if you have not liked the video already, which I see a lot of you have, uh, please go ahead and do so. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if this is your first time watching. If you're listening to a podcast, follow follow along and leave a review for the show as well. Uh, that's going to do it, I think, for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You guys can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at, at Lance Stahl underscore. It's been great, fun live stream. I will see you all on Wednesday for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and God bless.